I don't think there should be a script. I don't. I, I think they're irrelevant. I think they put things into a box. The whole point of selling is to make a connection with somebody. That can't be forced and that can't be directed. Welcome to Decision Point, a podcast about overcoming adversity in sales and the growth that we experience in the process. I'm Brad Siemens. Today's episode of Decision Point is continuation of the last episode. This is part two of the interview with Tom Slocum. If you missed part one of the interview with Tom, head on over to monsterconnect.com forward slash podcast to be able to catch up. So my ears are going to perk up a lot because I, I think there's so much, particularly in the tech space, I think there's so much focus on the meeting that, that you just got into the intangibles is like interacting with the prospect about, about the things that, you know, we're so focused on like, let's get you to the meeting, let's get you to the demo. But, but that little, that little move right there, Hey, have you thought, I like it. Hey, have you thought of, have you Google it, Google it. Are you in your computer? Google what that, what comes up. Well, because you never think about it, right? You're always doing your own little world, right? You're out there creating the content. You're putting it out there. But have you ever looked at it from the shoes of the audience you're trying to get to come in, right? Like when you do an experience, when I worked at Yelp as an account executive, we talked about it all the time. What do you do when you go out to restaurants? Do you Yelp reviews? Well, yeah, I do all the time. Okay. And when you see negative reviews to business owners, how does it make you feel? Well, they should be responding. Oh, they should be. Oh, so you should be too, right? On your own page. Oh my God, Tom, I get it. And I'm like, there you go. Like you have to see it from that other experience. And so when you're selling digital marketing, it's the same thing. Like tell them the dream of what it should look like. I don't need to, listen, I know you have pain and I want to talk about your pain. I get that. That's going to sell, you know, no, no. If you don't know pain, you don't have no sell, but there's a way to talk about the dream world too and focus on, action that's going to move them to where they want to go, not away from what they want, um, but more towards what they want. You know, I can inspire you and motivate you to take action on what the dream world looks like, or I could sell you the fear of what the past life looks like. It just depends, but more people will be receptive to the dream than the, than the nightmare, (laughs) in my opinion. You know, I had somebody, I had this conversation with somebody when it was uh, Kinder Warlow. So, yeah. so Kendra's on and we're having this conversation and I said, Hey, look, when I get it, a couple things, when I get in this, the, the pain funnel, the Sandler pain yeah. funnel, oh man, I turn into like a, I turn into like a claustrophobic crazy man. Like I just want to fight the fun. Like my hands go up, like instantaneously <laughs> my hands go up and I just start, I start kicking. But, but the one thing, and I, and there's a lot of stuff about Sandler that I really like, but I, and I said this to her, I said, Hey, when I buy you know, look, there's, there's definitely, I'm not saying I've never bought on, on pain, but yeah. I have a tendency to sort of be thinking about optimization of, of the way things should be. And so like when, a, when, a, when a pro, when a sales guy tries to get me to talk about pain, that's just like to, totally irrelevant to me. And she said, she said, you know, Hey, that's ideally as a, as a seller, that's what you want. But she's like, Hey, that's a, that's a unicorn experience. Most people are not like that. You know, most people need they need a little pain. I don't know if I, I don't know if I believe or don't believe that, but I know for me, I have a tendency to want to, fo- I mean, there's definitely, like I said, pain. I, may, I make some decisions by pain optimization, but I, I just don't think about pain when I'm purchasing. It's not, you know, there, and that's the thing about knowing your buyer persona, right? That's why it's so important to do your research, really put on the cap of who you're reaching out to and knowing their world and finding out, 
is more of your audience a pain-driven buying process or is it the, the, the optimization side of things and the motivation to be ahead of their competition, making the adjustments they need to, to progress? And so once you understand that world, and most of the time you know, in, in the world of digital marketing, we do live off the pain. They don't like a poor experience. They don't want to be punished by Google. They don't want to be having to deal with all the pains of the coding changing and you know their jobs being on the line because they have to balance budget, but making these big moves in content. And so pain is tough for them. But at the same time, you can sell them on the dream of what a good SEO experience does look like. And they want to see that. And they're like, well, I want that. I know you do, Brad. That's why I called you, right? I want to talk you through this and show you how you can get there. I know some things are broken, but I just want you to know there is a light at the end of the tunnel. There is a way to achieve 98% you know, success here, and this is how we can do it. And they're like, oh, that would save my life. And, and it, so it kind of goes back to the pain, but in a different light because you're, you know, you're selling that vision, right? Of Again, it was forward thinking when selling cars. I'm not selling you on the pain of your car you drove in today. I'm selling you on what your future can look like in this new car. Right. I don't care about the old car. It's sitting over there. We're going to take that junker, give you 5K for it, and it's going to move on. But let's talk about these new experiences you're going to have in this amazing three row truck, right? With your kids and the DVD player and the vacations are going to look like now. I'm not talking about the difference between that and your old car. That's irrelevant. Right. No, I think, and I think you nailed it. It's like you got to be in touch. You got to be in tune with your, with your buyer. You got to be paying yeah. attention to what the buyer, buyer is saying. Why, why do you, okay. So most marketing companies that I have experience with kind of have an uppity nose to outbound sales. You've obviously been in, a, in an environment where you build out a pretty strong team around outbound at a service business. What's the intimidation? Why do more marketing, it seems like a no brainer. Why do more marketing companies not have sales development? And what are the, what are the keys to selling service over the phone? It's interesting, right? Like Milestone before I got here was very driven by referrals, business, internal, right? They were a hospitality industry um, and they didn't need outbound. You know, a lot of startups and a lot of times when you first get building things, you tap into your network, you tap into referrals. Nobody wants to start cold calling people and trying to sell them their offering. Even when I'm doing an outbound SOS, right? It's much easier for me to tap into my already network and find people that I've built relationships with Versus, oh my gosh, you just want me to start cold calling people and like telling them about this business. And so digital marketing is the same thing as they start with just powering their network. They start going after bigger brands, building relationships with the account executives, and they get one hotel or one brand that opens them up to 200 hotels now, right? So now they can help them in their marketing efforts with their service. A client of mine that I worked with back in March was a marketing agency called, was having some email issues and messaging, right? But didn't want an outbound team. He just wanted to figure out how to tweak some automated messages real quick. Hey, can I just throw together a sequence that'll automate and go out? Like I, I have business, I just want to up it a little bit. And, and it's weird, right? They don't, I don't know why they don't go outbound and, and establish a team to go out and start selling their services across the competition. I think it's a cost thing. They just don't want to invest in it because Marketing service searches are, are high. They're very in demand, right? They happen all the time. People are looking for website services, wanting to beat the SEO game. So maybe just inbound so natural for them that, you know, they're just hoping the luck of the draw of Google search or marketing. And they want to live out their method too. If, they're, if you're a marketing company trying to sell me on your services, you should be booming yourself, right? Like that's just a natural thought is that, well, your own marketing tactics should work, right? 
Right. Hey, some of the best contractors I know is houses aren't nice. <laughs> but Taylor, Taylor's got the kids don't have any shoes. <laughs> it's weird, but you have to, you know, they have to have that brand, right? You're trying to sell me. Well, how is your site experience look? How does your stuff look, right? How are you appearing in search? And I think it's just, they lean a lot on inbound until they realize, oh shoot, you know, we could really go big here if we started going out and getting larger brands businesses, clients, you know, larger uh, TAM, right? That, that addressable market by implementing something outbound. And that's what we did, you know, O'Hara Milestone. Now they switched and started going after enterprise companies and looking for that outbound methodology of, okay, now we're just going to go out there and bring business to us, right? Go get it. And it's working out very well for them. What, so when you think about, when you think about the two or three things that you're building an outbound strategy that you would coach your clients on, what are the two or three things that come to come to mind. So you got a new client, they're getting ready to build a team. What are the three tips of advice that you would, you would give somebody? One is going to be your process. Really define it, right? What is it going to look like? What do you want the SDR to be responsible for? What's the whole point of this outbound engine going to be? And, and how is that process going to work? And when you're looking at that, too many make a mistake of building for one, right? They're looking to bring in a player coach. So they just build out a process for one person. And that's okay. I understand that, right? You only have one body. You just need it to work for them. But have scalability in mind. How is this going to impact when you have a team of 30? What is this process going to look like? It may not impact you right now to have it in the system, but it will in the year from now when you have you know, your team of 10 and you start cranking. So looking at scalability in your process. Two, messaging. Number one thing that needs to be worked on is, is your go-to-market messaging. What is that going to look like? Who are you going to put in, in charge of that? Is that going to be your marketing team? Is that going to be this director you're bringing in? Is it going to be up to the reps? Or is it going to be you know from you? Or are you going to bring in a third-party service to say, help help us define this messaging? But you need to know what that go-to-market strategy is going to look like. What are your value props? What are you actually solving for your clients? And then giving that information to this person that's going to go outbound, right? So they can speak to their audience the right way. And then three is your tech really looking at what you're going to invest in. There is a way to MacGyver a lot of things. There are some ways that you don't have to invest in all these big fancy tools right away, but understand where the market is going right now. A lot of SDRs are going to be asking in the interview process, what is your tech stack? And they won't come to work for you if you don't have the right answers. It's just happening, right? Sales development is in demand right now. And those reps get to play a little hardball and they're going to pick people that set them up for success with the right tech. Now, do you think part of that is the amount of money going into the market that the, the, you know, the, the VCs obviously have some, you know, have what preferred channels, right? So they've got yeah. channels they've seen work specific markets are going to market those. I think outbound, you know, can, can continues to be one of those plays that works. And do you think that's part, do you think that's creating, you know, all these sales development reps to sort of hit the market and, and have have an opinion about the tech stack? Yeah. I mean, you know, the world's changing in the, in, the, in the world of sales development. It's evolving. More and more companies are investing in it, but a lot are trying to keep up, right? And understand how, how to make it successful and what it's going to take. But now you've got these reps being able to dictate a lot of the terms of what it's going to look like because of how much success companies are finding by, by developing these teams, right? You said it earlier, there's so many teams that these big companies are, are launching these outbound teams and their pipeline's fantastic, right? They're doing well. They've got you know a steady flow of business coming in. And so it's a hot commodity. People want to bring in that role. 
And so how do you set these people up for success and, and be competitive to bring in that talent? Now, one of the questions I wanted to ask you, I, I, I know I've sort of been hopping around because I'm making notes, trying to be letting you, letting you talk. Scripts or no scripts? Oh, another hot take. Man, you are getting me in some, some trouble here, Brad. People are going to come to me in my DM. <laughs> um, no, I, I, this one's tough for me because I don't think there should be a script. I don't. I, I think they're irrelevant. I think they put things into a box. The whole point of selling is to make a connection with somebody that can't be forced and that can't be directed. And what you do to a rep by making them think that a sales call has to go a certain way removes all creativity and actual connections with somebody because I'm not really going to listen to you, Brad, because I already know my next question that I have to get to. And if you don't go that route, then I can't have that convo with you because I'm supposed to hit, you know, this, this question next. And if you answer this, right, they're, they're too stuck in this, this formulated plan that at the end of the day, like, no, no script, but create a playbook, a conversational playbook for your reps. What are going to have them peer to peer value prop creation, right? Let's design some value props. So you have them on the fly. What do we actually solve, right? How do we get those messages there? But how you have the conversation, that should just be organic. You have your open-ended questions. I think more, instead of a script, look at a formula. How do you want the conversation to look? And then design a formula that they can, you know, mold and create themselves, not a script. When you think about script, you think about a one page, like a one page paper with, you know, the intro, the body. And the, is that kind of what you think about when you think like if you were visualizing when I say script, is that what pops yeah. up? Yeah. In my world, right. That's what it means, right. Is that it's a formulated thing that, you know, here's my intro. I'm supposed to open with this one liner. Hey, do you have 27 seconds for me to tell you why I called? Yes. Great. Hey, I'm calling. My name is, you know, and then they go down this line of order. You know, that's to me what a script is. You're making, you're making me laugh. I'm like this, uh, I got an idea for a great video. It's like, Hey, play the Eminem song. My, my name is, you know, oh, there you go. isn't that the song? Yeah, that's it. Okay. That's like a great, I'm going to work that into some content. There you go. I look forward to that one. <laughs> So I think the big mistake that a lot of companies make is they confuse the messaging with the with digesting the message. So you hire a new rep, you're trying to train him and you give him the script as a way you give him that one page doc as a way for him to understand the material. And I think that's where stuff goes awry, because at the end of the day, you have to be able to to, I'm going to use the word script because it's going to be easier to talk about. I think you have you have to know your stuff. Yeah, you have to be able to say you have to be able to have somebody push a push the play button on you as a salesperson. And you have to be able to articulate a consistent message about a series of consistent topics. The challenge with a script is that, A, I think a lot of people confuse that with how we're going to get you the information because you got to learn it. If you're an actor, you have a huge giant script that you've got to learn because that's the material. Um, yep. Then you're going to get on stage or you're going to either get on stage or you're going to get in a, in a, on the scene and you have yep. to be able to articulate that with some skill. Now, if you're in a, my assumption, I've not been on a, I have not been on a movie set, but I would assume <laughs> that there is some free will amongst the actor to be able to take that content and to sculpt it in a way that fits the character. And I think right. that's ultimately the same thing with a sales guy. 
and so I'm pro, I, I am not, I, I don't have an aversion to scripting. I, Because I, when I think about scripting, I think about it as like, you say script, I say, in my mind, it's like, know your stuff. You know, you've got to yeah. be able to respond to the, you got to know your material. You're, this is your profession. Yeah. You got to go, know the scene, right? You got to know the scene that you're trying to get through, right? You do got to know the scene. I love it. Yeah. You got to know all the nicks and cram, crannies, right? Like when an actor or an actress, when you think about it, if I read a whole scene, I know the start, middle, and end, right? Yep. I know how it's supposed to go. And I'm confident in that because it can't change. That's the script. But what I am going to do in that whole scene is put my spin to it because I'm yep. fearless. Because yep. I know what, like, I know how to bring that emotion of crying because that's what the scene calls for. I know what it's yep. calling for and I can put my spin on it. In a sales call, it's the same thing, right? Like, you know how it's supposed to go, but guess what? It's not always going to go that way. That's the issue. Actors and actresses know exactly how that scene's supposed to end so they can be fearless. And so the way you say it is know your stuff. When you know your stuff and your ICP, you know their pains, you know the angles to go with them, you know the leading questions, you get to be fearless on that phone call and really actually get to be yourself because you get to be free in it because you know your stuff. You know how it should end or no matter which way the scene goes, you know how to get to go to the end point that you need to. That's um, great. No, allows that creativity. Yeah, no, I think I think that's great. I, I just... It, I was just super curious. I know it's, I know I covered a couple hot, hot buttons. Uh, I loved your, I loved your take on that stuff. It was great. All right. Well, since we're kind of coming to, to an end here, is there anything specific that you're uh, super passionate about or that you want to cover before we, before we come to a close? Oh, you know, I mean, I, I love sales development. I've been doing it a long time. I've been doing sales for a long time and I just love being able to, you know, help people find their lane and be passionate in, in understanding how they can bring their own, you know, passion, their own skill, their own art to what they do. I think too many try to make too many copies of people. You know, you get a sales team, you want to make 30 of the same person. You promote somebody because they were the best on the, on the field. You think they can make 20 more of them. But I'm very passionate about just helping people find their identity. You know, we're all actors and actresses in sales, but how do you bring your own, you know, stuff, your own you factor or spice to these scenes? I mean, so how can we empower that? But yeah, that's what I'm excited about right now is just kind of changing the world of sales development, helping people, you know, change this new adaption of being more human, making more real connections, not being the spray and pray person anymore and find themselves on the right side of the the AI and the, the APIs that are going to be coming out in the near future, um, as they say, for the future of sales development, you know, of just empowering you to be you um, and finding the success in it if, if sales development's your lane or sales is. Oh, awesome. Well, Tom, do they call you Tommy? They call me Tom. I changed oh. it a few years back. It's legally Tommy, but it was just very amateur hour when I was working at Yelp. So I changed okay. to Tom and I started getting a little bit more respect on the phones. Is it possible? Did I, could I have seen Tommy somewhere? I feel like I saw Tommy somewhere. On my email, on my oh, okay. email address. All right, yeah. well, I'll, call I'll call you. I'll call you. I will call you Tom. Cool, man. I, this was great. I love, thanks for coming on. This was, yeah. this was awesome. So I hope you guys enjoyed that as always. Uh, if you want more information on the podcast, go to monsterconnect.com forward slash podcast. Uh, you can get last season's, uh, last year's episodes. You can get all the new episodes for this year. And as always, remember, don't let what you can't do interfere with what you can. Until next time.